May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. So we've been working our way through Matthew for months, right? We'll do it for a couple more months. When we get to Advent, we'll switch. Um, so we got uh, a couple more months left of Matthew. And we've been working almost chapter by chapter, verse by verse. And so last week, you know, we had Get Behind Me, Satan, with Peter. The week before that, we had Peter confessing Jesus as the Christ. These are two pivotal moments in, in Matthew 16. And so I foolishly thought, oh, Matthew 17, something there will come up. Well, no, the lectionary, um, people who put together the readings, they completely skip over Matthew 17. And so you think, like, this is rally day, we're starting the new year, we're doing all this, so we could talk about the transfiguration, right? We have this experience of Jesus where we're transformed. No, that's in Matthew 17. We could talk about um, the lost sheep and Jesus leaving the shepherd leaving the 99 to find the one. We can talk about, I haven't seen some of y'all since summer started, and now you're back, and we can talk about all. Nope, that's in 17 as well. <laughs> then there's this story of Jesus, and he picks up a fish, and he pulls a coin out of the fish, and we'll save that for stewardship season. <laughs> but that's also in 17. Instead, today, we're stuck talking about conflict. Because the church is full of terrible people. Like me. Like some of y'all. And so we skip over. We have this whole chapter, basically, where Jesus prepares the disciples for what it's going to be like when we start to live together in community. It's not all going to be transfiguration and returning back those who are lost and pulling magical coins out of magical fish. It's going to be you sinning against me. More often than not, it's going to be me sinning against you. And so what are we going to do about it? And so Jesus lines out what we do. He says, first, you talk to the person. You go to them and say, hey, I'm sorry. Or you go to the person and say, hey, you hurt me. We don't let conflict just simmer. And we don't go talk to other people about it first. We talk to each other. And this just isn't in the church, right? This is in any relationship. This is like, you know, tips for living, kind of. But in the church, we talk to each other. If that doesn't work, maybe bring some other people along because that's going to be a check on your own. Maybe I'm seeing it the wrong way. Maybe I'm overreacting. I know this never happens. And so we bring a couple along. Gavin, you're coming with me. Io, you're coming with me. We're going to go talk, and we're going to figure out this person and I are having this conflict. We're going to figure it out. Hopefully that works. Sometimes that doesn't. Then you bring in the whole assembly, and, and so that's when we you know, bring someone here to the middle, in the middle of church. No, it doesn't look like that. <laughs> it should. You sell tickets to that. But that's the idea that discernment in community, right? Sometimes conflict's bigger than two people because they can't see past each other. And so then we get a smaller group to help us think about it. And sometimes that doesn't work, and so then we get a bigger group. We do this when folks are, are thinking about things, right? Like there's very few people in this church that get to make decisions on their own. In fact, there's no one, right? Decisions are made either by the vestry or in January, decisions are made by the whole church. We 
our collective decision-making body. And so sometimes interpersonal things require that as well. But I'm actually not going to talk about conflict other than those tips Jesus gave us. I'm going to talk about the promise that Jesus left us. Because in the midst of talking about this conflict, in the midst of talking about that we're going to have disagreements, in the midst of talking about sometimes these disagreements won't be resolved. Because what does Jesus say? If talking to each other doesn't work, get a small group. If a small group doesn't work, get the whole church. If the whole group doesn't church, let that person be to you like a tax collector and a Gentile. It's easy for us to think about that and think, we just kick them out, we excommunicate them, and they're gone. That'd be, man, I wish I had that power. <laughs> but, yeah. But what else does Jesus say about tax collectors and Gentiles? They are welcome. Jesus reaches out to them. So there may be a time where we need to, to maybe talk about things and someone needs to repent and, and all of that, right? Like we need to, to take things carefully. But Jesus is not saying that we write someone off, send them out the door and they're left on their own, because even the tax collectors and the Gentiles have hope. Jesus hopes for that reconciliation. And it's not just we do it because we're nice people, because I can't do that. I'm guessing you can't too. It's hard for me to forgive. It's hard for me to forget. It's hard for me to reconcile. But the real promise Jesus gets is at the end. when two and three of y'all are gathered, I am in the midst of you. And so in the midst of conflict, in the midst of disagreement, even in the midst of rally days and celebrations, when we are gathered together in Jesus' name, he is in the midst of us. And so we have to remember that. Some of that's a promise, right? Some of that is a promise that, that God is with us, that Jesus is with us, that the Holy Spirit indwells within us. Some of it's also a threat. Because when I'm with you, I can't act like Jesus doesn't know what's going on. When I'm engaging with someone else, I can't act like God doesn't see it. Because Jesus promised he's with us. He also threatened, I'm with you. <laughs> and that changes the way we behave. It's easy for us to talk about people. But we as Christians are called to talk with people. It's easy for us to yell at people. But we are called to talk with people. It's easy for us to stand on issues. but we are called to walk with people. In the midst of conflict, in the midst of disagreement, in the midst of legitimate arguments that we have and legitimate crap that's going on, we can't just start slinging arrows. We can't just start throwing rocks because God's with us. God's going to be with us. And so we talk to people. We walk with people. And one thing we do at, here at St. Martin's is we pray with and for people. 
And so since I've been here, Prayers of the People have been largely the same. We started doing them out here in the middle because prayer is not something fancy that people that wear robes like me get to do. Right? We print the prayer list every week, and I invite you to take that with you home and pray in your prayer practice. And, and we want to find ways to incorporate everyone here in our prayers. And if you remember back, um, back in August when we did backpack blessings, we cut up all the names of the schools. We had a couple hundred of them and handed them out to a bunch of you. And when we got to that portion in the prayers, you just said names of schools. Maybe you knew those schools, maybe you didn't. You could also add your own. I added some of my own that weren't on that list. And I was moved by that, hearing the voices of the people, hearing the prayers of the people. And so we're going to start doing that um, each week. And so I have here an envelope, and I'm, I'm about to call people out. And if, if you don't agree, we're going to have conflict, and I'm going to have to bring you in front of the church. <laughs> we're going to have to figure this out. Every week at 10.30. 8.30 is going to be different. I'll talk to the 8.30 people next week, because there's not enough of them all the time. But at 10.30 each week, the ushers in the back are going to have an envelope every week. And it's going to, you know, we have this long list in the bulletin of people we pray for. This is just for the, the sick and the infirm and, th and things like that. We're going to have these little slips of paper, right? And you're going to be invited to take one or two or three or however many. And there's going to be a part Kathy's going to pray here in a minute, and she's going to pray in that part where we're praying for the people sick who have been commended to us for our prayers. She's going to say, those we now name. And she's going to be silent for a minute. It's Kathy. It's hard for her to be silent for a minute. And if we don't say names, it's going to be awkward really quick. <laughs> and so you're going to have names, right? Because I'm about to walk around and hand these out. Y'all can reach up, take these names. But also add your own, right? You maybe don't get all the names in here. And so if there's someone in your life that needs to preach, say it. Either in the silence of your heart or say it out loud. Right? Because when two or three are gathered together, when two or three agree about anything, when two or three pray, God is in the midst of us. So I'm going to walk around real quick. I'm not done talking, but I'm going to walk around real quick. Who wants to pray for a name? Yeah, I'll hand these out. Just start passing some around. We'll do this like an elementary school teacher. You take some, pass them around. Will you, Bob, help there? We might not have enough to get them all around. Um, we'll see if they make their ways back there. So we'll do this during the prayers of the people each week. Um, when you come in, if this is something you want to do, the ushers will have an envelope. You can talk to them. You can grab a name. Or if there's just people on your heart that you want to pray for. Or if you didn't get a name, grab the bulletin. Pick one of the names off of there. If that person's name gets prayed twice, that's okay. God can count and figure all that out. Right, if you want to get involved, we want these to be the prayers of the people. Right, we're doing things to help remind us that we have an active role to play. We don't just sit here and like let liturgy and worship come to us. Right? We actively participate in this. And so when we get to that portion in the prayers of the people, you're going to listen. She's going to say, those we now name. That's going to be your cue. And it doesn't have to be neat and orderly. We're just all going to say the names, and we'll figure it out. God will hear all those names. But this each week is going to remind us that part of what it means to walk together as a community is to know what's going on in each other's lives. To know the names of the people we're praying for. To say out loud the names of the people we're praying for. 
Because sometimes someone on that prayer list may be someone that we maybe need to have a conversation with. And it might not always be an easy conversation. But we can know that person's being prayed for, or we can know that person's praying for us. That's what this is going to serve to remind us about. Is that we don't just come in here, we don't just worship on our own and go hop in our car and go to Denny's for lunch. That's not what Sunday morning is about. Sunday morning is about us coming together to sing and to pray, to kneel at the table, to be filled with the body and blood of Christ together as a community. Right, if you want to hear great music, you can do that on Spotify. If you want to hear a great sermon, you can hear that on YouTube. Right? You come here because you want to be with people. Sometimes that gets messy. And so sometimes we have to talk with each other. But when you're here, we're here together. And Jesus is in the midst of it. Amen.